0: A good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot Jeff Harding. Jeff,
1: tell me how you're doing today. Well, I'm doing pretty well. My cold is subsiding a little bit, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. And how are you doing, Kyle?
0: I'm doing good. I know you've been sick for a little while.
1: And I did very good. I kept it away from everybody else in the office. You,
0: you hardly shook anybody's hand, and you stayed to yourself. I hid in my office. Hid early. in your office. And I, and I washed my hands a lot. Which is good. We yeah. should all wash our hands I'll, more than we do, I think. We should. Yeah. yeah. But that's good. I mean, and I'm glad you're feeling better. And and I asked, How are you doing? Yes, I'm doing good. Thank you. Well you're looking you. well.
1: I feel good. I haven't I didn't get the cold because you were I, kind I mean, enough to not share it with me. We are n- office next door neighbors, but I still didn't I yeah. didn't touch your doorknob or anything to just I you know, out of spite <laughs> just so you'd get it.
0: You didn't sneeze on my door no, or jam as you no. walked by or I anything not, like that. No. So, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that that holds out because yeah. I don't want to be sick. I don't Anymore, blame you. Any more than you want to be sick.
1: No, I don't. Yeah,
0: so having having seen where you're at, I don't want to be there.
1: Although, let me put a plug in. I have been taking a lot of vitamin C this time and I've been doing some things differently than I normally do and my cold hasn't been as bad or okay. lasting as long as it has in the past, so that's they, good. They say that that works. And whoever they are, they sh- they're smart. They are smart. I've
0: always found that they are either always right or they are always wrong. Yes, but uh, and, and they <laughs> are
1: ubiquitous. And, and in this uh,
0: case, Jeff, they were right.
1: They were. Yes, vitamin C. That's a good thing
0: to help uh, cut down on the time of a cold. I think zinc
1: is another thing yep. that they say is good and for I've been you. I've taking some extra zinc too. Okay. And so my daughter gave me some essential oils, some peppermint and some something else okay and
0: i i you know i don't i'm not very versed with with essential oils but those that do know that there are certain things yep. that help uh eliminate and and prevent and all those kinds of things so that's right it sounds like you've like attacked it from every angle uh, everyone possible and you're gonna come out better for it in the <laughs> oh, long let's run. hope
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's good i'm glad to hear that so today jeff today well let, let me start it this way the the name of the show is the active life that's right. And it has been from the beginning. And um, today I'd like to talk about some of the maybe highlights that we have learned over the past several years. Wow. In doing The Active Life on how years. we can live the active life. It has been several years, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we've had several years and we've talked to some experts and we've, we've learned a lot learned of good people. stuff. We've been inspired by athletes. And I want to just oh, touch on maybe some of the things that really stood out to me. Uh, that are things that I think anybody could do. Mm-hmm. They're not like, you know, turn your life upside down and become a different person. They're just things that we can all do that can maybe help us really embrace and live the active life. That's cool. Is that fair enough? That's fair. Okay. You'll recognize all these things because well, I think sure I you will. are here for most of them, Probably if not was. all of them. Yeah. Uh, but they're just just good, common sense, solid things. So
1: number one, you ready? I'm ready. Think positive. Okay. Oh, you were, that was, that was, you are not telling me to do that. You were saying that was the Both. first thing. Both. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you to think positively. And I'm also saying that one of the best, That's right. first, most foundational things that you can do to live the active life is to think positively. Isn't it amazing how that the body believes what the mind tells it? It's so true. It's so true. And listen, I, I, you know, I know it's a cliche to some degree, you know, the mm-hmm. power of positive thinking and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of a cliche because there's truth
1: to it. Yeah, I think you're right. There's
0: truth to it, and not only is there just common sense, mothers' wisdom, passed on kind of truth to it, but they, they, <laughs> whoever they are, they, uh, they, they have actually done r- clinical research and they've they've studied it and they found that it is true. Uh, in fact, one of the leading researchers in the era, the area of positive thinking, is Barbara Franklin, and uh, she works uh, or researches at the University of North Carolina. Uh, excuse me, she has a a theory that she calls the broaden and build theory mm-hmm. where it comes to to thinking positively and and that theory suggests that just the act, the simple act of thinking positive can broaden one's awareness and encourage novel, varied, exploratory thoughts and actions where negative thoughts tend to be quite limiting. So in other words, just the power of just just the act of thinking positively opens up your mind to new thoughts, which in turn can lead you to new and better and more positive
1: actions. Well, that makes sense. If you it makes a, sense. It's logical, if you're right? open, If you're being positive, you're open. And if you're open, you can receive thoughts.
0: Absolutely. And that's her theory. And she has found that that tends to be the case. Numerous other studies have shown that optimism can be associated with a positive health outcome. On the physical health side of things, when it comes especially to chronic illnesses, uh, including but not limited to lowering your blood pressure Mm -hmm. and even slowing the progression of certain types of cancers. Yeah, wow. So, you know, when you you hear those stories of just, or, or, you know, that advice of just think positively and, you know, try to put your best foot forward and even fake it till you make it, I, I think that there is some strength and some power to that concept and that idea of. Thinking positively is going to lead to a good outcome. It makes sense, yeah. It does make sense. And that's the number one thing. Number one thing uh, to start living the active life is to just think positive.
1: One of my favorite expressions or sayings is, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right.
0: So true, right? Yep. So true. It works both directions. And mm-hmm. uh, I've heard myself say that. I've had that said to me before. Yep. And I do think that there is truth to it. Yep. Number two. Okay. We, wow. Two already. ready for it? I'm ready. You're going to like
1: this one. Sleep.
0: You're going to recognize it. It's sleep. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Yes, We talk a lot on this show about sleep.
1: And I love my sleep.
0: Yeah. Well, it's so important, you know, and Mm -hmm. and again, maybe to some degree a cliche, but you got to get enough sleep. Oh, yeah. You got to get enough sleep. Not only does a a sleepless night or a night where you have poor sleep lead to a sluggish next day. That's true. Which affects your life, it affects your relationships, it can affect your work, you know, like... Your attitude. Your attitude. All those things are affected by your sleep. And if you have a bad night's sleep, you feel the effects the next day. We feel that. So not only does that happen, but actually sleep, uh, according to the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration... Uh, is a real safety concern. Oh, yeah. They have found that well over 100,000 accidents per year can be directly attributed to drowsy driving. Yep. 100,000 accidents a year happen because, and those are reported accidents. Of course, there are things that happen that that don't get reported. 100,000 accidents attributed to drowsy driving that's on par with alcohol-related accidents. Wow. So you think about that. You know, we're, we're all very aware oh, yeah. of drunk driving and, you know, the, the, um, the, the challenge and the problem that comes with that. There are organizations that are formed to combat drunk mm-hmm. driving and alcohol-related accidents. Uh, we're, we're trying to address that in a lot of different ways. But being sleepy and driving can be just as detrimental, dangerous to you and dangerous to other people on the road.
1: I think you have to be aware, too, that sometimes you feel like you're awake, but when you get behind the wheel, there are some things about, well, like when I was a kid, you get in the car, you, the first thing you do is fall asleep. Well, you've developed those habits. You get in that, mo- that motion. That well, and I mean, let's and, be
0: honest. There, there's a certain monotony of driving yeah. down a road. And, you know, in high traffic areas, not so much. But if you're on these long stretches of freeway across the United States of America, right. where, where you, you tend to run into areas where you don't, you know, there's not a lot of traffic going on, it's very easy to kind of just lull yourself into a very tired state and then couple that with not getting enough sleep. Then that's really dangerous, dangerous, right? So that's the first thing that you want to consider as you're, uh, you know, trying to live the active life and you want to make sure that you get enough sleep. Uh, a couple of other things that are worth mentioning. These are things that we've talked about before on the show, but I think are important. Uh, sleep is involved in healing and repairing your heart and blood vessels, right? Which is, uh, important. We need, oh, yes. we need our
1: heart. We, we, need, we need blood. Yeah. And our blood vessels, yes. right? Yes.
0: Uh, chronic sleep deficiency seems to increase the risk of heart disease. It also tends to increase the risk of kidney disease. Mm. It leads to high blood pressure, diabetes, and even stroke. So again, no good things there. Incredible reasons that we want to make sure that we get enough sleep.
1: And and there's not one thing you said there that would make me want to miss sleep for it.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Absolutely. We want to avoid all of these diseases if we can. I would think so,
1: yes. And sleep, getting enough
0: sleep, consistently getting enough sleep can help us do so. Here's the last one I want to touch on. And this is another really, really important one when it comes to getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And that is that when we sleep, sleep helps us restore the brain Mm -hmm. by flushing out toxins, that build up during our waking hours. So Dr. Macon uh, Nedergaard from the University of Rochester Medical Center, mm-hmm. he discovered that, uh, that there is a system that drains waste products from the brain, removing a toxic protein that's called beta amyloid from the brain tissue. Now, what is beta amyloid? Do you know? No. Well, it's it's important. Beta amyloid accumulates in the brains of patients with Alzheimer's disease. Oh, so you do want to get rid of that. Yeah, you want that to be gone. And if we don't sleep, these toxins are not flushed from the system, which leads to long-term problems. Now, I, I want to be clear. I, I don't believe that Dr. Nadergaard is um, confirming with 100% certainty that... You know, poor sleep 100% leads to Alzheimer's. But there's a lot of correlation there. Mm -hmm. A lot of correlation there. And uh, those proteins, the the beta amyloid that develops in our brain, that that accumulates in our brain when we're awake, we got to get rid of it. We want to get rid of it. Uh, So sleep is the way that does that. If we don't sleep, then those proteins are not flushed out of the system and they just continue to accumulate. And again... Those are the proteins that they find in Alzheimer's patients. So, you know, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, strengthening your mind and we, we've mm-hmm. talked about mindfulness and we've talked about brain health. We've talked about a lot of different things and there are a lot of things that we can do that can help us, um, you know, prolong the effects of Alzheimer's or dementia or even eliminate them from our life if we, if we do certain things. One of the most important things that we can do is to get enough sleep. Yeah. We need to get enough sleep, and if you want to live the active life, then getting sleep has got to be a part that's of that. That's right. Number three. I'm ready. You ready for
1: this one? I'm ready. Number three is cut the sugar. Oh, I knew you were going to get one. That yeah, I didn't like. you
0: knew I was going to get yeah. there, right? Well, that's right. I, I already knew that. There. I was
1: thinking about that today.
0: <laughs> so the uh, the JAMA International Medicine um, Group. It's the Journal of Applied Medicine of America. Uh, they they performed a 15-year study uh-huh. on added sugar and heart disease. So it's a significant study, long-term study, 15 years. It is. Uh, they found that higher sugar rates led to higher heart disease rates. They just found that that was the case. Mm-hmm. Participants who got more than 25% of their calories from added sugars were more than twice as likely to die from heart disease as those whose diets included less than 10% added sugar. Now we're talking about added, added sugar. sugar, which is not, not necessarily talking about the sugar that you find in your apples and your oranges and bananas, naturally and occurring sugars. even in your, uh, your vegetables. Um, you know, we find sugar in milk products, lactose is a sugar. Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily talking about those sugars. We're talking about added sugar, mm-hmm. but let's be honest, Jeff,
1: that's what makes life worth
0: living. Added sugar <laughs> is what tastes good, but it's in everything.
1: Cookies and even bread.
0: Well, it's it's everywhere. Yeah. You know your condiments, bread. Your your of course the, the, the obvious things: your pies, your cakes, your cookies. That yeah. has added sugar. Yeah. But there are so many of our foods that we just eat without uh-huh. really thinking about it that yeah. have added sugar. We need to be paying attention to that. But they have found that sugary drinks are the biggest culprit.
1: And I, and that I don't do.
0: So your sodas, um, mm-hmm. your uh, you know unnecessary fruit drinks, uh, punch. Th- those types of things. Sugary drinks are the are the cul- culprit. Culprit. Uh, the biggest culprit at least and uh, again so does the big thing
1: and then I see is you don't add sugar to water so I drink a lot of right. water you drink so a lot of water
0: it. that's your solution right there yeah. I, I had a friend several years ago a few years back I went to my high school reunion I hadn't seen this friend since we graduated from high school mm-hmm. it had been 25 years since I'd seen him and uh, in school I would not say that he was like obese but he was always a little on the heavy side mm-hmm. you know just that's just the way that he was he had big bones and just kind of carried a little bit of extra weight with him uh I lost contact with him. I didn't see him at at intervening class reunions, but at our 25 year reunion, he came to the reunion and he looked great. He had slimmed down. He looked active. He looked fit. And I said, what are you doing, dude? Like what's, what are you doing? What's different? He said, after I graduated from high school, I immediately went to work at a restaurant. And one of the perks of working at the restaurant was all All the the soda I could drink. And he was like, I took advantage. I took full advantage. And and he said his weight ballooned to over 400 pounds. Wow. So he got big. Yeah. He got heavy. And he got to the point where he was legitimately concerned about his health. You know, well, yeah. pretty young guy, a lot of extra weight, starting to feel the effects. And he was pretty worried about it. So mm-hmm. he went to his doctor and said, listen, I need some help. I'm obviously overweight. Give give me some, some counsel, some guidance. The doctor said, what you need to do is keep a food journal. And he did. He was very religiously meticulously kept track of everything that he ate and he brought that back after the prescribed time to his doctor. The doctor said, you know, I'm looking this over and I mean, yeah, it's a little, a little heavy maybe on, on your food, but it's not abnormally. So there's gotta be something else. What are you drinking? And then he said, yeah, I work at this restaurant where I get free soda every single day. The doctor said, you've got to cut that out. You've got to cut that out. So he did, he quit drinking, He said he was drinking easily up to a gallon of Mountain Dew a day. Wow. Easily, because he just, you know, go get a cup and drink it and get busy and then come back and get another one and drink it and get busy and go back and get another one. He said, I was easily drinking that every single day. And he cut the soda out. And as he cut the soda out and he started to drop some weight, he started thinking about other things that he could do, physical activity. He got into mountain biking. And like I said, when I saw him a couple of years ago at our reunion, he just looked fantastic. Wow. So I guess the moral of the story is, Jeff, Cut the sugar. Cut the sugar. Right? Cut the sugar. And At least one the of, soda. One of the biggest culprits <laughs> has got to be yeah. the soda. Yeah. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and today we're talking about simple ways that we can all, simple things that we can all implement that can help us actually live the active right. life. We've talked about three of them so far. Number four, mm-hmm. you're going to actually like this one.
1: Okay, good. you Do have a told- guess?
0: Fruits and vegetables. I you got them. it. I know that you love your fruits and vegetables. And listen, that's not a surprise to any of us. No, We all know you got to eat your fruits and vegetables. Mama's been telling
1: us this is we were knee high to a jackrabbit. We have
0: been told that our entire lives. When we became parents, we continued to parrot that advice to our kids. When we became grandparents, we continued to say the same thing to our grandkids, right? We all know that we have to eat fruits and vegetables. We know that we want to add colors to our plates. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we can put about half of the food that we put on our plate, half of that is, is vegetables or, or, or fruits. Mm-hmm. We're doing okay. Yep. We know that we got to do that. Uh, vegetables are an important source of many nutrients, including but not limited to potassium, vitamin A. You talked earlier in the show about vitamin C mm-hmm. and the importance of that in uh, helping our immune system be strong. In addition to the vitamins and the nutrients, the minerals that come from vegetables, Vegetables and fruit also have dietary fiber. Yep. And uh, fiber is very important to our overall health. It helps reduce blood cholesterol, uh, and it also may help lower the risk of heart disease. And it keeps you moving. keeps you moving. (laughs) It keeps you moving and regular, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Numerous studies indicate that fiber found in plant foods also may reduce the risk of obesity, and part of that is because... Uh, the fiber makes us feel full, mm-hmm. so we eat a bunch of fiber in our meal, and then we're not as likely to grab two or three servings of dessert. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll just have one and enjoy a dessert, but be mindful about it.
1: We might even skip the dessert because we feel so full.
0: Or we may even skip it altogether because we feel full, and that is what fiber does to us. Fiber also can even help reduce the effects and the propensity uh,
1: for us to get type 2 diabetes. Now I, have a, I have a confession to make. We don't usually have dessert at our house, but I will often have a palate cleanser.
0: Okay, <laughs> which is uh, a and, and pecan pie and Andy's mint, or... or a oh, cookie, okay.
1: or okay, or ice cream. You know, just you know, just to cleanse the palate. A palate cleanser. It's yes. not dessert. No, no, it's, it's just a palate, palate cleanser. cleanser.
0: And listen, I mean, I, I think there's room for everything. We say this all the time on the show and try to implement it in all of our lives, moderation and all things, right? That's right. There's nothing wrong with having a treat every once in a
1: while. No, there really It's isn't. just
0: when it takes over your life, right? That's yeah. where the problem is. And eating fruits and vegetables can be a tasty way. Sure. Not, not everybody likes every vegetable, but oh. I'll bet you if you think about, you know, the selection of vegetables and fruits that are available out there. You can anybody can think of one that they sure. like, right?
1: No one. If you if you're in the mood for something crunchy, a lot of people grab nuts, something like that. But if you grab a carrot, that satiates that need to crunch. A lot of people will buy a Hershey's Crunch. To grab, CC-
0: grab grab a Hershey's Crunch when they're when they're in the mood for something. Yes, okay. uh, carrot is a also better so alternative? Saci- saci-
1: saci- that need as well, but <laughs> a carrot is probably a healthier alternative. A carrot
0: yes. is a healthier alternative, and carrots are good. They taste oh, good. They're delicious. Right? Yep. So there's carrots. There's peppers there's sprouts there's beans there's so many options and then on the fruit side of things you've got apples and oranges and bananas and again so many great choices yeah
1: and and, and now with the way the world is the number of fruits that are available to us or even vegetables because we get stuff from there, other cultures able, year round the right? kiwis the pineapples yes. the the passion fruit the and the, even
0: the things that we're used to we can get year round now because it's growing season somewhere around the world somewhere. shipping allows it to come to us yeah uh which is you know Maybe another issue for another show uh, with with shipping and global warming and whatever. But from a dietary standpoint, it offers yes. us a lot of great options, right. and worth taking advantage of. So number four, eat more fruits and vegetables. Um you can always squeeze another fruit or vegetable in your diet without oh, any yeah. harmful effects. In fact, very positive effects. Number five, number five, resistance training. Ah. Now once yes. again we've talked about that regularly we on have. the show. There's recently been a lot of research that has surfaced on the benefits of resistance training. Um I think there was a long time when most of us just thought cardio 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 that's the way to do it and there's great mm-hmm. benefits from cardio don't get me wrong. Right. I'm not downing cardio it's it's an important element of Uh, the active life as well. But when it comes to resistance training, there's a lot of good things that are going on there. Not only does it build your muscles up, Mm -hmm. which is good. And let let me just clarify. When I say resistance training, all I'm talking about is exercising your muscles using an opposing force. That includes dumbbells, uh, but it also could include resistance bands. It might even be a can of soup, if that's what you have, or a Mm -hmm. gallon of milk, but it also could be your body weight. Right. Anything that uses an opposing force against your muscles. That's what we're talking about with resistance training. And they have found through these studies that uh, resistance training may assist in the prevention of or at least the management of type 2 diabetes. The Department of Exercise Science at Quincy College has found that resistance training might enhance cardiovascular health by reducing resting blood pressure. And, and again, that's, that's a little counterintuitive to me. Like Mm -hmm. if you had said, you know, go out and do some cardio, I would have said, yeah, that helps my cardiovascular health. But to say, you know, go and do some bench press and some curls, I would think there's some benefits there, but not necessarily connect that to cardiovascular health. But they're finding that resistance training actually helps our hearts. Resistance training can also help promote bone density with uh, some studies showing a 1% to 3% increase in bone mineral density wow. when we do resistance training. And especially as we age, we got to have strong bones. That's right. That helps us reduce falls, so that's a very, very important one. Number six, interval okay. training. Yes. We've talked a little bit about interval training before in the on the show. Interval training is when you do something really hard, like say you're on an exercise bike, you ride that bike as fast as you can for a minute, and then you slow it down for a minute. And then you pick it back up to that pace again for a minute, and then you slow it down for a minute. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about when we say interval training. Uh, the researchers at Mayo Clinic did a study specifically on interval training to, well, to find out what exercise is the best. They found really that interval training could be one of the best exercises that we could do. They did a study on a, on a variety of different subjects. They gave them different exercises to mm-hmm. do. The group that did interval training had the biggest increase of endurance yeah. Which makes which, sense. Which makes sense. Yeah. You, you wouldn't be surprised by that. But they also found that the health benefit at the cellular cellular level was greatest among interval trainers. In fact, they found that for up to 400 genes, 400 genes were working differently in the interval trainers versus those who did other exercises Where as little as 19 genes were affected by exercise. Wow. So there's a significant difference there. And many of those affected genes are thought to influence the ability of our mitochondria, which is our powerhouse in our cells, Mm -hmm. to actually generate energy for us from cells. Um, So, uh, end result is that um, those who did the interval training and and were experiencing cellular health declines, they actually corrected that decline by doing the interval training. So, it's a big deal it's something to consider as you're thinking about an exercise yeah. regime especially at the beginning of the year
1: right now Kyle, i gotta say we've learned a lot over the last several years we
0: have we're way smarter than when we started we are. This, we right? are. we're running short on time let me just quickly throw in the last one there it might sound a little self-serving but it's really not and that is the power of competition to mm-hmm. be a motivator right and we see and talk to so many people every year at the huntsman world senior games that say the motivation to get up get active get exercised, eat right, because I want to compete at my best right. is very real. And it's very alive at the Huntsman world senior games. Mm-hmm. And those are seven simple things that any of us can do to really live the active That's life. That's right. So, uh, If you're thinking about setting New Year's resolutions, you might consider some of those to implement into your new year. We hope that you'll consider adding the Huntsman World Senior Games as a goal that you might add to your list of goals for this year. All you have to do is be 50 years of age or older, and you are eligible for the Huntsman World Senior Games. The dates for the 2020 Games are October 5th through the 17th. Team registration is already open, and we have had hundreds of teams that have already taken advantage of And registered. There's a couple of age divisions that have already reached a participation cap, but if you manage a team, make sure that you visit seniorgames.net and register that team right away. Uh, If you find that your division is closed, just go ahead and put yourself on the waiting list. Registration for athletes will open on March 1st, which is just two months, three months away. Put that on your calendar as well. Remember to tune in live. Next and every Thursday at 5 30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And of course, you can subscribe to our podcast anywhere. Podcasts are found as well as download episodes right from our website once again at seniorgames.net. Our inspirational thought for the day, Jeff there is only one way to succeed. It's called hard work. That's right. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone.